It's time for the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along Wednesday afternoon. A couple of guests in studio with me. John Michael Hoefling of ABC10 per usual. And he's brought a friend. Tyree Smith, first time in the studio with me. He's here. They are co-sports directors at ABC10. Good to have you both here. Good to have you back. Good to have you here for the first time. Thank you so much. I appreciate a, it. That was a lot of good to hear, good to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been a little over a week now since yeah. I've seen you. You even went to Iowa, man. I've, I've been in a Iowa for the last couple of days. Week. It has. Yeah, and I got back at the right time in time for Ocho Day, which, by the way, is one of my favorite holidays. It's a good way to celebrate. You guys have a favorite almost sport that you like? Watch it on the Ocho. Uh, <laughs> water polo, <laughs> obviously. I, I'm gonna go with water polo. Water? I don't. Are they showing water polo today? No idea, but I know a lot of people would consider that an almost sport. I'm checking the schedule here, and I know they've got the school bus figure eight. They had that earlier this afternoon. What's the school bus figure eight. I haven't the foggiest. I know they were doing the putt putt championship. Okay, here's something that happened in Iowa. I did not know people do. Apparently, you know, I went mini golfing with my family. We had some fun. Apparently, there is a group that tours Northwest Iowa. It's their family reunion, and they go from town to town, and they play a mini putt-putt tour, and they play it like the PGA Open, and it's just a tour that they keep score against each other. They set pars for the course, and I'm like, is that rock bottom if somebody does that? No, not at all. Man, if you're having a good time, you ain't hitting rock bottom. Um, But like putt-putt tour. No, that, that, that could be a legit thing. What's the par, though? Like, 18, It depends on the 18, hole. 18 holes, probably what? Oh, no, they were really competitive. 18 holes, maybe par 36? It was par 3. <laughs> par, oh, so they were really, three. really hardcore Dang. about it. Dang. All right. Interesting. That might be something for us to cover, Mike. Uh, that's a little too far away <laughs> in northwest Iowa. Head down to Iowa and you cover guys, this family reunion. Yeah, exactly. You guys know John Heater, the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, he's sure. Like, he's like a putt-putt champion. He's like legitimately like one of the best in the country or something. I always really? think of him as Clark yeah. from Benchwarmers. Really? That's, that's my that's most memorable. Role. To be honest, really? I didn't care for Napoleon Dynamite. I love Napoleon Dynamite. I love Bunch Warmers too, but Bunch Napoleon Dynamite is a great has movie. A See? Legendary. I tell you what, what else is coming up today? As soon as we sign off here about an hour from now, Lawnmower Racing on ESPN Whoa. The Ocho. How about that? Wow. So when we're done here, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit down and turn it to ESPN 2, which is rebranded as ESPN The Ocho for today. I'm going to watch people race lawnmowers. Nice, man. <laughs> that ping pong with the soccer ball, that was pretty That looked too. fun. That looked really tight. They have Stupid Robot Fighting. I'm not even kidding. That is the name of it. 2019 Stupid Robot Fighting League at 5.30 this evening. Hey, thanks for submitting your robot, but it's not stupid <laughs> enough. We're going to have to turn it away. <laughs> 7.30 night, Slippery Stairs, and they actually have the World Cup of Dodgeball, the U.S. National Dodgeball Team against Canada tonight at 9, and then to end the night, Dodgeball again at 10 o'clock. I was up till two last night watching Dodgeball, the movie, because it's one of my favorites of all time. You're getting hyped for today. I was getting really hyped for today, and it's a movie I've seen plenty of times. It was the first time I've seen it since Rip Torn passed away, and he was my favorite character in that movie, Patches O'Hulahan. Yeah, oh yeah, he's the greatest character in that movie. Uh, but I tell you what, that's what I'm going to be doing this evening. So maybe I've hit rock bottom. <laughs> if I'm talking about the <laughs> the putt putt tour going through Iowa. Here's another. Okay, is this rock bottom or not? A few weeks ago, I was going to a gas station here after I got done on the show. I go inside and there's a guy wearing a bro tank, sunglasses indoors, talking on his cell phone, and he said, "I just gotta stop at the G station before I come home." Is that an all time low? If you call the gas station the G no, no, station. No, I'll tell you what would have been an all-time low is if you looked at that and went, I'm going to start calling it that. 
<laughs> if he's your hero. I've never heard the G station before <laughs> in my life. I've heard G other stuff, but uh, not station. That would be a levitard segment, jackass or irredeemable jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, John Michael Hofling and Tyree Smith in studio with me. They are now co-sports directors at ABC10. Tyree, let's help the audience get to know you a little bit more. You'll be part of our show going forward. So you're from Miami and have a background playing college football. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Miami, um, and then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia for a little bit. So I'm down in the South for a while, and then I went to college at Beloit College of Wisconsin, uh, played football, played running back, uh, obviously wasn't that good, D3. Um, also ran track, obviously wasn't that fast, D3. Um, and then now, you know, uh, Southern Boy is in Marquette, Michigan. How did you end up in Marquette, Michigan? Did you see a job and you think, well, this is something I'd like to try out for? Uh, I always wanted to do something with sports while I was growing up, so I knew if I couldn't play professional, I might as well talk about it. All so. right. I'm kind of that way. Same I figure that same. we all have longer career lives doing this than we would in the NFL or I don't know what sport I'd know, go man. pro in. I got a pretty great spiral going. We were throwing, we were th- like had a competition. Let's not yeah. talk about that. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> so you're from the Miami area, but you don't like any Miami teams except the U. You'll be a U fan. See, I grew up in a household with a Denver Broncos fan, a mm. Cowboys fan, two Cowboys fans, and I'm the New Orleans Saints fan. None of them <laughs> like Miami teams. My dad was a Miami Heat fan when they won two championships, okay. and now he's a Golden State fan. Doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. Doesn't make sense at sounds all. Like a, sounds like a bandwagon. I don't, the ultimate bandwagon guy? I don't think he can name a starting five, so I'm really? pretty sure. Ooh. The Warriors starting five right now, I don't know if I could either. I think I Without could. Clay Thompson? Without Clay, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, it's Russell and Russell, it's Curry, it's Draymond. Then you got Kevon Looney. Okay, Looney will probably be a starter this year. Yeah. And then who else do they have? Who's their, who's their four? Iguodala's gone. Iguodala's gone, yeah. Their four would be... Uh, I think Draymond would play the four. Who would be the three? I don't think I can name the starting five either. They got rid of Dang, everybody. Man. That's I mean, surprising. I don't even think they have a full team. They yet. don't even have Pat McCall anymore for two years now. That's right. Yeah, yeah he might be going for the four-peat. I know. Pat McCaw, four-time NBA champion, four straight years. Uh, so how'd you become a Saints fan? I'm curious. Um, I guess when I was younger, I played football ever since uh, five years old in Atlanta, Georgia. That's mm-hmm. when they were allowed to tackle football. I don't know if that's safe, but I'm going to leave that there. Um, when I was watching TV, it was the Saints on the screen, and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started following their colors. Even when they won the Super Bowl the first time, I still didn't understand that either. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a little while to actually understand football, even though I played it for a while. But that was the first team I actually paid attention to, I guess, and followed. So it's Saints, it's Dodgers for baseball, mm-hmm. and it's wherever LeBron is for basketball. Basically, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is my team. All right, LeBron's your team. So you're a Laker guy right now. For now. Are they NBA champions this year? Ooh. Are they the best team in L.A. this year? Ooh. No. Uh, see, asking That's hard tough. questions. Um, I want to say yes. But I don't, I don't know. Kuzma is kind of young still. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he's gonna do with all the, um, so all the think, pressure he has now. So mm-hmm. you think Kuz is the X factor this year? Oh yeah, definitely. If he can average around seventeen points, we'll be good to go. Yeah. we'll be good to go. Just seventeen. Don't need any more. Don't need any less. That's it. <laughs> okay. Don't take away shots from LeBron and Anthony Davis either. Nah, mm-hmm. don't do that. I hope their chemistry is really good this year. We'll find out about that though. I tell you what, John Michael's got a San Francisco Giants World Champion T-shirt oh, yeah. on. It seems like a century ago. <laughs> 
Joe Panic, man. It seems like a century for him. Well, but I mean, DFA'd. I mean, what's up with that? I mean, I know he's been struggling, but like he's a fan favorite. But at the same time, they did sign Scooter Jeanette, and Scooter yep. Jeanette obviously is a little more offensively gifted than Panic. So I see where it's coming from, but I. I would have preferred if they just put Jeanette in the outfield and kept Panic at second base because we know what Panic is capable of. I mean, he's been an all-star before. but Well, I tell you I, what, it it is, uh, it's an off day for the Giants today, I think. I was doing the scoreboard Good earlier. I, I'm pretty sure it's an off day. Who is going to make the play? We're going to do some college football hot takes, but I want to get this one from you. Who makes the playoffs this year? Giants, Mets, or neither? Neither. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Mets are the hottest team in baseball right now. Nice. The Giants were exactly the same thing two days, <laughs> like a week ago. So, um, I still think it's Washington and Milwaukee. Okay. Maybe St. Louis. Washington and either Milwaukee or St. Louis. <laughs> Philadelphia, as long as they got Bryce Harper, they ain't doing anything. They ain't doing wow. anything. Wow, hater. I was telling you about this yesterday. He gives no love to Bryce Harper. I know. None Nothing. No, he ain't worth it, man. Well, he's there for 12 years, so you got to get to Sorry, Philadelphia. You got a raw deal. So then you're a Dodgers fan, too. How did that happen? And do you guys butt heads at the studio about it? Uh, well, we're going to probably eventually. Yeah. We'll see. We'll when see the Giants are competitive again. I, I, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, man. I like to say that I'm a bigger fan of the sport than I am of any specific team. Okay. So, like, I'm willing to say straight up. I'm willing to say, like, yeah, the Giants just aren't good right now. You okay. Know? I'm willing to notice... A game-recognized game, you know? Sure. So, okay. if, the, if the Dodgers are good, I'll recognize it. I mean, yeah, Dodgers, I mean, I went to, when I um, interned in L.A., I think that was the only team I really followed, and I was like, all right, uh, I know a few people here, so I might as well be a fan of the Dodgers, so. So, do you have a favorite NFL or MLB player like LeBron in the NBA? Uh, Drew Brees. I Drew, go Brees, Drew Brees, have to, if you're a Saints yeah. guy. Yeah, I have to. Go, but we're not going to get into that <laughs> discussion. I don't know if people want to do that. MLB, uh, I don't have a favorite player for MLB, okay. actually. Right. Okay. Well, the Dodgers give you a few to pick from. Yeah, more than a few. I mean, I could just go with Cody because everybody knows who Cody is. Everybody so. likes Cody. <laughs> Maybe not up here. Yeah, yeah probably not. Yelich fan up here. Uh, up here, he's a little... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. I might not get too much fan love when I walk outside the studio. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Yelich, man. You watch him for a couple of Oh, I like Yelich a lot. Yeah. I'm a Twins guy, and I like Yelich. Yeah. yeah. He's, hard to, he's hard to dislike. Twins guy, yeah. Oh, you guys are doing well this year. It, it's Finally. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, okay. they kind of got it handed to him last night against Atlanta, but... Ah, uh, shoot. I don't know. They'll turn it around, I'm hoping. They got Milwaukee next week, so I'm going to be in the same boat where the listeners probably aren't going to want to hear the show. <laughs> uh, we'll give Atlanta something. They need something. To go they need something. Yeah, they've got... It's amazing to think where the Twins and Braves were three years ago when they last played to where they are right now, both leading their divisions. Both are going to be playoff teams. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the rebuilds happened there, and they did it two drastically different ways. Eh, yeah, I guess, but I mean, it's all. I mean, you could, if you think about the rebuilding process for everything, it all takes time. So I mean, anything can happen nowadays in sports. People could be bad one year, amazing uh, next year. Brewers were amazing last year. Uh, this year, they're, uh, they're all right. They're all right, but they're yeah. not as good as they were last year. They need to turn something opinion. around to make the playoffs. Something the, needs to go. The up. Bullpen was going to be their strength, and it's not. Starting pitching was supposed to be better, and Josh it's not. Hader, Josh Hader's one in five. Yeah, one in five. Isn't that amazing. And he gave up six home runs in July. Mm-hmm. He gave up four home runs the entire rest of the season. He had that uh, four out save the other night, and he almost blew that against Pittsburgh. Yeah, man, something's been up with him. Mm. Brewers need you, Mike. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Were you a pitcher back in the day? No, I played outfield. You played outfield. I so, played right field. When so I was whose 13. spot? So you're, are you going to step in and take Yelch's spot? <laughs> so whose no, spot no, no. are you taking so in here, that outfield? Here's, here's the case: when you're 13 and playing right field. Uh, you suck. I, I was the worst player on my team. 
<laughs> so uh, I, I could I could field, but I struck out way too much, man. I had a little bit of pop, but did you? I struck out way too much. All right. Yeah. So who would you have been comparable to? Jack Cust. Jack Cust. Oh, that's a name. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack Cust way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I kind of like those old Oakland A's teams when they had Dan Johnson, Bobby Crosby, Jason Kendall, who Marco Scudero. Well, he's a he's a giant legend. Come on, <laughs> that's that guy's a giant legend. Well, I tell you what, we've been uh, doing little introductions, whatnot, here in the opening minutes of the show. Let's take a time out. We'll get into some real sports. I've got some NCAA football hot takes. Our ABC 10 sports guys will give us their thoughts on. That is next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you, the ABC 10 sports guys in with me, John Michael Hoefling and Tyree Smith. I tell you what, I've got some NCAA football hot takes. Our ABC 10 sports guys are going to give us their thoughts on those. Very simple. You want to book it or you want to overlook it? Let's jump right into it with an easy one, or at least I think it's easy. You can pencil in Alabama and Clemson as the top two teams in the final rankings. Top two spots in the college football playoff. Like it or no? Take that to the Island Resort and Casino, man. That's an easy book. If I don't say yes, somebody's not going to like me. So, yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) Uh, You were saying that there might be a third team that you could almost pencil in as a lock, though. Pretty good third guarantee is Georgia. Think so. With what they've been able to do last year, especially they were, in my opinion, they were the third best team in college football last year, unquestionably. I think at some points they were better than Alabama, but I don't mm-hmm. think they ever. I mean, Alabama barely stood a match to Clemson at all, so I don't think Georgia ever really like matched up with Clemson that well. But I think at points they were the second best team and some sometimes the best team in the SEC, and I definitely think they deserve to be in last year. I would say. On the eye test, you're right. They were the third best team, yet they weren't one of the most deserving teams that got in. I do think they got the four, the best four, of the most deserving teams in. You saying that just because you want another day in? No, I mean, are you gonna, are you going to put a two loss team ahead of an undefeated team? Yeah. Why? Because you do you think UCF deserved to be in there then? Yes. Heck no. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, when they had Milton, yes. But after they lost Milton and then they lost to LSU, everybody lost their confidence in them. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's like they were still undefeated before they lost to LSU. That was before they, they made the uh, they made the playoff schedule. So self, like, well, self why would title national in? champs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so why, so why, like, but if you guys are saying, would you put a two loss team ahead of a, a no loss team? Yeah, because sometimes UCF is undefeated, but they're just not as good as Georgia. Well, strength of schedule does matter, and I get that's the argument against Notre Dame. But the difference between Notre Dame and UCF strength of schedule is pretty massive. Pretty, pretty, pretty drastic. I'll yeah. give you that one. But you could say the same thing about Bama's strength of schedule. You could. Citadel? <laughs> Citadel? Stop scheduling Citadel in week 11. And, and they, it was 10-0 uh, and halftime? There are some things that you just don't disrespect in sports, right? Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Sidney Crosby is a legend. And Bama makes it to the playoff, no matter what. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I can't. I don't want them to be there. But hey, I'm glad you brought that up because happy 32nd birthday to Sidney Crosby, my yep. favorite professional athlete. Yep. I would have worn my jersey today, but it's you know August. I didn't, it's high I didn't out. know. I didn't know that's why I wore 87. But yeah, that's a, that's a cool reason. Eight seven. 1987. Yeah. That was his birthday. That's a cool, that's a cool fact. It's a good reason. Yeah. yeah. 32 years old and still the greatest player in the game today. But I tell you what, uh, you talked about Alabama, you talked about Clemson. Hot take number two. For the first time in over a decade, is Alabama entering the season not the best team in college football? 
overbook it? Can I overbook? Can it. I use like both? Like two? No. Like okay, no. Okay. <laughs> we take risks here, Michael. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you can book that one. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say you can overlook that one. Mm. You just can't. Nick Saban's still the best coach in college football, and I think coach is probably the third most important position in college football behind quarterback and one-star defensive player. Did you see the score of the championship? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you did not see the like, score. But after a full year of – you have a bunch of Trevor Lawrence film now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can work around that. He doesn't do too much. He just reads the defense well, mm-hmm. and he can throw the rock. Tua – that's exactly what other quarterbacks have done. They've been and people have been able to get film on that. Even Peyton Manning had a six interception game at some point in his career, and he was the best at reading defenses. I don't know because you can't say you can't you can't knock Clemson after beating Bama. That was not a fluke either. It was a well, wide I think, score. Yeah, I don't think it was a fluke. I think it was just a very solid game, and I don't think Nick Saban was ready. But you think he's going to make that same mistake twice? It's Nick Saban, man. I mean, he should have lost the championship to Georgia, in my Nick opinion. Nick Saban doesn't make the same mistake twice. He's not going to return to the NFL because he doesn't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> that was a horrible time. Oh, uh, we goodness. needed that. That was a good one. Uh, so I tell you what, I think there's something to be said that Clemson is the top dog right now until Alabama does something or somebody else does something. But I also like your point that Nick Saban doesn't make the same mistake twice. I was saying the same thing about Belichick yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are both right now the pinnacle of their respective leagues. There's a case to be made that Dabo Sweeney is getting to that point. I still think Dabo Sweeney's best days of coaching are ahead of him, to be honest with you. No, they are, probably. You can't, you can't douse Alabama. The SEC will forever be the pinnacle of college football because schools are always trying to get to that point. And the fact that they had to play Georgia twice last year, beat them both times, that just shows Nick Saban's greatness. But that just shows now Clemson's recruiting went up a ton this offseason mm-hmm. just by winning the uh, championship by that much. And they beat out Alabama for the first time, I think, ever. So right now, the recruiting class, that's that's what helps Bama. That's what hey, helps Bama. the recruiting Bama. class can only help so much, man. They leave after, like, the first two years because yeah. they're, like, all-stars, like, five-stars. Yeah, they o- it only like helps that. so much. If a recruiting class always, ma- always made a huge factor, then Oklahoma and Miami would still be the pinnacles of college football like they were earlier like in the late 90s that's that's not happening even though i'm a a miami fan that's not happening oh man yeah i want to get your thoughts on your new head coach you get manny diaz steal him away from temple after a whole week on the job that's exactly why i don't know if it's gonna work (laughs) like how do you accept the whole coaching job one week and then just switch the next you have to have some real power to be able to do that Mm -hmm. i mean honestly i don't after like watching, going to like a few Miami practices when I was home for a while, they look focused. They looked more focused than they have in the past, and that's very important. But it also dep- it never really goes how you want it with a first head coach like John Gruden. If mm-hmm. everybody thought it was going to be amazing with the Oakland Raiders, wasn't. But he should do well this year. But like it just depends. It really depends. Um, in the locker room, talking to a few of my buddies, he has a good atmosphere. Like it's good, but it all depends on like what is going to happen the first game. I'm glad you brought up John Gruden because I've got some John Gruden audio from the first episode of Hard Knocks that premiered last night. Either you watch Hard Knocks. Oh, yes. I definitely watched that last night. <laughs> I have a, the best quote from the night. I'll, I'll tell you what I think. All right. I'm not happy with it. Yeah. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? I said it to the rookies. All right. Everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning the Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore. Okay, I'm in the nightmares. You guys with me on that? Yeah. You got to end somebody's dream. 
You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys you guys clear about this NFL now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. And to do that, you got to really try to end somebody's dreams. Are you clear on that, Farrell? Okay. I mean that now. So get into that. If the Blue Bonnet was a real bowl game, Baylor would be in it every year. The game just sounds like it's made for Baylor. That, yeah, or TCU, right? <laughs> oh, Baylor and TCU in the Texas Amalgamated County Credit Union Blue Bonnet Bowl. Oh, I love that. That's Isn't that too great? Long of a name. Oh my <laughs> no, that's that's just right. Man. That's just. <laughs> and Gruden is perfect for hard knocks. I know that you would have liked the Cleveland Browns to have been oh, featured yeah. again, and they would have been great for it. Uh-huh. I'll give you that. They would have been great for it. But Gruden is great for TV, as ESPN has found out through many years of Monday Night Football. Uh, By the way, HBO was responsible for those edits. That wasn't me, but I think they did a pretty good job because Gruden brought his potty mouth, despite being on camera. Mm, He always brings that. He's got to, man. you got to bring that energy. But I don't think that was the best quote of the night, uh, or at least the episode. The best quote, I think, was when Antonio Brown's kids came up to him and was like, Where's Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, no, no, no. no Derek Carr's a yeah, quarterback we, now. We don't play there anymore. <laughs> you can just oh, see it on man. his face. That audio, courtesy of Golick and Wingo, they're on here every morning from 6 to 10 on ESPN-UP and ESPN Radio. So I tell you what, getting back to college football hot takes, Heisman Trophy, the three finalists in New York, will be Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, and Jalen Hurts. Like it or no? No. 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 You think one of those three isn't going to make it to New Jaylen York? Jalen Hurts ain't making the cut. Hurts will not Whoa. make it. How about that? I don't know. Tua's got too much hype around them. Trevor's going to lead the best team in college football to another playoff, maybe national championship. Oklahoma obviously creates phenomenal quarterbacks. They elevate the level of play, especially moving from Alabama, a very run-heavy defensive-based culture, to Oklahoma, which has produced Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray now. Mm-hmm. And Sam Bradford, if we want to go back that mm-hmm. far, but that's that's back. Yeah, far. that's yeah. that's back pretty far, but still, that's three Heisman winners in recent memory. Mm-hmm. They produce great backs and receivers too. Yep, they have a great run game, a great offensive line. I mean, I'll book it. All right, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, there's nobody else besides um, Jared Judy for Alabama, the receiver. Mm-hmm. That's the only other person. That I think. Stands I out think if any one of those guys is gonna. It is going to be left out, pushed aside. It would be probably Tua then at that point. Okay. Because, yeah, Tua's got a lot of hype around him, but a lot of hype leads to a lot of expectations. He got exposed as well. A lot. <laughs> he got exposed. So, I mean, eh, it depends. It really depends on how you want to look at it. It's always the quarterbacks every year, though. It's never going to really change. Oh, so. Bryce Petty and Bryce Love got were finalists a couple of years ago. That, that didn't work out. <laughs> Wasn't I mean. Monty Ball a finalist, too? Monty Ball was a finalist at yeah. one point. I don't know that we have a running back who's really going to contend for the Heisman this year. If there's anybody who has a shot, it's probably Jonathan Taylor or Travis Etienne. Those two are the top running backs in college football this year, and I don't think either of them are going to contend for the Heisman. Mm, But but to say that no running backs can do it, I mean... Oh, they can do it. I'm not saying that. Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey did it not too long ago also. I'm not saying a running back can't win the Heisman. Yeah, uh, okay, all right. Cool. Yeah, I'm just cool. saying it's not likely right now. No, this year, no. The quarterback position is too good and too deep. Mm-hmm. And running backs is, frankly, maybe down a little bit. I mean, there's really only two top-of-the-line running backs. Your third-best running back college football this year probably goes to Boston College. A.J. Dillon. 
he was he's a pretty monster. good. He is, but I also, I also, I got to go to Miami a little bit. I mm-hmm. like DJ Dallas. Okay, I like DJ Dallas, right. very versatile. Over over two hundred pounds, mm-hmm. but returns for them. Mm-hmm. Um, receives. He's that. Uh, I know. I like him. Okay, I like him. All right, I like that. If you had to pick who's going to win the Heisman this year, is it basically Trevor and Tua fighting it between each other, and then some guy is just there along for the ride? I think Trevor. It's Trevor's award to lose. You think point. so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. I'll go with. I'll go is Trevor against Jalen because Jalen has mm. something to prove at Oklahoma. Okay. So I think Tua will be the odd man out. You know how there's always three people in the right. front row, and everybody knows the last one is not really going to get it. We all knew that, it wasn't going to be Dwayne Haskins last year. Yeah. So, whoo, we wished. We wished. He um, was there, but we knew he wasn't going to win. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll definitely go with Jalen against Trevor. I tell you what, uh, we seem to have a little bit of a consensus here that Alabama-Clemson will be the top two. Georgia probably will be a playoff team, maybe at number three. Mm-hmm. Who's that sleeper team? Who could get that fourth spot? Pac-12 represent no. Washington. No. Boy College. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if Washington's going to make the Pac-12 title game, to be honest with no, you. No, they're legit contenders, man. One of the <laughs> best, co- best coach in the Pac-12, in my opinion, at least. Okay. And then... You're looking at me all weird right Washington? now. Washington? Yeah. They I, lost I don't know about everybody. Hey, but all that matters is as long as you still got your good coach. Coaches coaches are way too undervalued. That, okay. Still very strong, very strong defense. I know they lost Taylor Rapp, but other, but I mean. I'm going to do, do a wild take right now. Chip Kelly, UCLA. No. Mm, <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> there we go. You think he's taking the Pac-12? He can. I know, fig- I know he could, but I think I think he got think, figured out way too long ago, and now he's trying to revamp himself in order to um, be able to contend. Because last year was horrible, and I mean horrible, especially yeah. for an offensive guy. Devin Monster was supposed to take that next step, never did. And never. I'm surprised that you say Chris Peterson is the best coach in the Pac-12. What about David Shaw? You're a Stanford guy. I'm surprised you didn't I, put David Shaw. I, I, like I look at David Shaw's past, and I watched a lot of Stanford games when Christian McCaffrey was there, mm-hmm. and literally every offensive set it was first down run to the right first down run to the left third uh, second down run to the left third sweeping down power. swing pass screen pass to sweeping McCaffrey power man yeah sweeping power. he relied he relies way too much he he seems like he can be a one tool pony or a one trick pony on offense sometimes and I don't think that that's enough to be the best coach in the Pac-12 I think that the best coach in the Pac-12 my opinion Mike Leach not just because he's a great soundbite and a great interview I know he hasn't been able to beat Chris Peterson. That's going to be the biggest argument against him. But he does more with less than anybody else in that conference. Washington's always going to get the best in-state recruits. They're going to get the best recruits in that area. Washington State is always little brother in that category. Yet they're always right there. They're mm-hmm. always right on the doorstep. I think there's something to be said in that sense for Mike Leach. Yeah, there, there is, but at the same time, he can't beat him. And until you can beat him, it's like nobody's going to. It's like a lot of people are saying Urban Meyer is just better than Jim Harbaugh because although Jim Harbaugh might do more with less, he just can't beat Urban Meyer, and that's mm-hmm. been his biggest problem so far. Let's do one more before the break. I got a few more I want to get to. We'll do it after the commercial. Michigan beats Ohio State this year. Like it or no? Overlooked. Yes, it. it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna, right. it's gonna happen sometime. But I mean, I'm, I'm never. I would never put money on that. Really? If it does happen, though, this would be the year to do it. Yeah, Urban no Meyer, man. He has no. He has. He has literally no excuse no more. This is it. He has to beat. Them. He's got to do it this Fair year. Enough. 
Let's take another time out. When we come back, I got a few more of these. We'll give to them next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops with you. The ABC 10 sports guys in with me, John Michael Hoefling, and Tyree Smith. Here's your Sports Center update. Toronto Blue Jays infielder Bo Bichette set a major league record last night with his 10th extra base hit in his ninth career game. Seattle Mariners infielder Tim Beckham has been suspended 80 games by Major League Baseball for testing positive for PEDs. And finally, Kansas City area grocery stores have introduced a new brand of cereal last week. It is called Mahomes Magic Crunch. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is featured prominently on the box. Proceeds go to benefit the Patrick Mahomes Foundation, and unopened boxes are selling for as much as $33 on eBay. I think they missed the prime opportunity to call him a home's crunch time. <laughs> I don't like that one at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. I don't like that one at all. That's crunch time. It has to do with football rather than just a magic crunch. Well, he wasn't clutch in the AFC Championship. Ooh. Yeah, he wasn't. But, I mean, still, 50 touchdowns. That's pretty clutch. That's pretty it's good. pretty good. Yeah. I still don't think he's going to win MVP again this year. I don't though. think so either. I think he'll be number two behind Andrew Luck. I would put – I put. There, I mean – I don't know. I still think Drew Brees... Shaking your head like a... I still think Drew Brees and Andrew Luck are going to be ahead of him. I like I, that. I don't know if he's... I, I, I'd still... I wouldn't bet against him being a finalist or the MVP, but uh, it's tough for me to bet on him again. Mm. Uh, I tell you what... Uh, continue on. We've got some college football hot takes for the ABC 10 sports guys. Here's a really hot one. A team not named... Ohio State or Michigan will play for the Big Ten Championship in the East Division this year. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah? Yeah. team like Michigan State or Penn State can pull an upset? Yeah. Find their way to Indy? To Mm -hmm. say that it's just going to be Michigan or Ohio State is a little short-sighted for anybody to say. All right. James Franklin really knows how to work at Penn State. He He does. He even though he doesn't have Tracy no more, he can still figure out a quarterback that could just get the job done. He doesn't mm-hmm. need an over-amazing quarterback because they had a great running back last year. I forgot his name. Um, but they had a great running back last year that followed by Saquon, and that's all he needs. He has a good running back. He has a few good receivers, and that defense is always stellar. And he's quietly been one of the best college uh, quarterback-producing coaches that we've seen lately because he produced McSorley, who was excellent in college. Christian Hackenberg didn't really translate to the NFL, but he was really good at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows how to produce good quarterbacks. Hackenberg. That's a name, isn't he it? He was on the Jets. He was on the Jets for a while. Yeah. He, I don't think he's there anymore. No. no I don't no. think he's anywhere anymore. <laughs> I think he was the one that forgot the play during a preseason game. Wow. Wasn't he mic'd up and he was asking his lineman something about the play? He's like, like he didn't right, remember guys, what it was. No idea. <laughs> oh, that's bad. After Sorry. that, the Jets were destined to go zero and sixteen that year. <laughs> Tracy, aren't they playing him at wideout? Uh, he's doing a little bit. Everybody's of Everybody's trying to do a Taysom Hill nowadays. <laughs> hey, Danny Etling. Sean Payton, man, that's coach right there. Come on now. Danny Etling might actually make it as a wideout, though. You think so? He might. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Patriot wide receivers, Josh Gordon reapplied for reinstatement today. So There we go. I don't know. I like Josh Gordon. I like I him, too. I like him, too. And I, I'm not one of those guys who harps on him. I don't think that weed is just more important than football to him. I think there is something wrong mentally with him that I hope he gets addressed. Mm-hmm. But they kept his rights, mm-hmm. and he's going to be on a vet minimum. And if he is allowed to play then he is going to be a really cheap, really effective wide receiver and just what New England needs. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got uh, Nikhil Harry, 
which mm. I think is going to be Arizona a pretty State. Big, yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty big ad for them. But mm-hmm. they they need to tie in more than anything. I feel like probably do. Yeah, they got um Benjamin Watson because he retired and sorry. then he came back. I, I'm sorry if I'm sorry. I know you like Ben Watson, the former. He's Saint actually Al, good though. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, I wouldn't oh put him up there, goodness. man. I would not put him up there. He suspended the first couple of weeks anyway. But by then, Gronk may just decide he doesn't like retirement. No, have you seen him, man? Gronk? I mean, he lost a lot of weight, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's NFL ready to come back. I don't know. Gronk mm-hmm. could go out there and he could dominate. You think? I still, still think he could. He still is a natural athlete. Like I mean, he looks good for losing a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's the same thing that happened with Joe Thomas. It's oh man, like, he looks really good. Yeah, Joe, for Tom- losing- Joe Thomas looks really good, but at the same time, it's like, could he come back and still play offensive line? No. Offensive line? No, tight end's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's the same thing with Gronk. I don't think Gronk could come back and play tight end. If you want to stick him at like fullback maybe or something. Oh my. Okay, so do you think Jason Witten could come back since he is back? Yeah, he's Jason. Bit- yeah, I think Jason Witten could come back. I think he was but too like, much in a box for I a think while. He'd, I th- <laughs> no, I think he'd still be like. At the same level he was at during his last few last few years with Dallas, and that's not super effective, but still a pretty decent blocker and solid veteran leadership, which is all I think Dallas needs right now when they're being run by three super young guys all all squabbling for contract money. Uh, really, just one. Zeke. <laughs> really, just Zeke. <laughs> Other two are there just having fun. So okay, I don't mean to get too far off on a tangent. But here's the thing on the Cowboys. I know Zeke has had his problems off the field, what have you, and he wants to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. In a way, there are a lot of people who think that he is holding the Cowboys hostage. Honestly, he deserves it. I think he deserves the money. I mean, with everything that he does, being one of the best blocking running backs, any down you can give the ball to him. I know he's had his personal problems from a performance standpoint. He deserves the money. Yeah. Two-time uh, Russian I, champion. Yeah. I heard a I heard a great quote, and it was you can't draft a running back in the first round, right? People were saying that at the time that Ezekiel Elliott got drafted, and in doing that, he was going to have to live up to tremendous hype if he wanted to make the money he wants to. But the fact is that he has lived up to that hype, and in doing so, he deserves whatever money he wants. I could buy yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about like after he put on weight at, at when he was at Ohio State, he was like fifteen, twenty pounds less. Then he put on weight in the, for the Cowboys, still fast, still be able to catch, outrunning defenses. He's two-time rushing champion, but he doesn't deserve the money. Like mm-hmm. they built that offense around Zeke. Well, yes. I, well, I mean, the same thing can be said. We were talking about this yesterday. We were saying that the Dallas Cowboys have. Probably the best offensive line in the National Football League. When yes. Elvis. Yeah, and we were saying the Steelers probably have the number two. He was saying the Saints had number two, but I don't know. I said, I said pass blocking. Okay. Uh, pass okay, blocking. Right. They're, they're, but, they're about number two. I was, or talking, one. I was like, okay, well, if the Steelers have number two, does Le'Veon Bell really deserve the money he got from the Jets? And I think we're going to find that out this year. I have a feeling it's not going to work out for him in New York. At least not as well as Pittsburgh. I think that they are going to work him so hard just in an effort to at least make it seem like it's working out. And in that, he's going to put up the stats. He'll have a lot of attempts. Average will be pretty low, but he'll have the numbers. Yeah, that's that's what I think is going to happen. He's going to get plenty of touches, I tell you what. But you were talking about Jason Witten, and if you would have told a Cowboy fan a year ago, you're not going to have Zeke next year, but you will have Jason Witten, (laughs) I just imagine what they would think. And by the way, the... NFL Monday Night Football job, still open. We're like a month away from kicking off the year. Give it to Pat McAfee. He, I'm so glad ESPN hired him last yep. week. Mm-hmm. Pat, and they're grooming him for that job. You know it. Like, mm-hmm. You know they are grooming Pat, Pat McAfee hilarious. for that job. They're going to start him doing Thursday night college football games for us. Yeah. 
But you know they're grooming him for the Monday Night Football job. Yeah. Or, well, I, you know what I always thought was uh, a little upsetting? Mm-hmm. Was they had Bruce Arians in the booth last year, but they never gave him, like, any space. No. He was, like, the fourth man in the booth. For, <laughs> he spoke behind three other people. But Bruce Arians is an incredible football mind, and mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. if you gave him the lie today, he'd have some great insight. We could do an NFL hot take while we're on the Bruce Arians subject. Is this it for Jameis Winston if it yes. doesn't work out this year? Yes. Because how much better of a coach, if you're a quarterback, could you ask for a better coach than Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs with Tim Couch. People okay. forget that. There needs to be some, at least, improvement. improvement, Visible, noticeable improvement from Jameis Winston if he wants to keep that job. I agree. I think Jameis, he, he can throw the ball. He could throw the ball down the field, but he gets caught up in different defenses. He doesn't read everything the best. He doesn't have a running game. His offensive line is very skeptical. Yeah, but he's, he has, got, he's got a really great wide receiver, a legitimate wide receiver one, mm-hmm. a legitimate tight end one, or at least he's had in the past. Back when he Austin, does now. Yeah, he, I okay. think he, I, back in the day, I thought Cameron Bray wasn't that bad two years ago, and I thought before that, Austin Safarian Jenkins had moments of greatness as well. Vincent, uh, he had Vincent, Vincent Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. Yeah, he was a good one, too. Um, and now he has, what, Goodman? Has, well, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, okay, Godwin. And Adam Humphreys, I believe. And, okay. then, well, and, and of course, Mike Evans. But. Yeah, but I mean, everybody sleep on Mike Evans, but that's something else. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, Wait, and he's got Deshaun? No, no, no. No, 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 Deshaun's on, back on the back Eagles, on man. The Eagles. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think if Jameis just sits down and actually reads and, and takes his time, he could be well. He could do well. Just doesn't have a running game, which is going to be bad for him. But Bruce Arians is the key. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And if it doesn't work out with Arians, it's not going to work out for Winston in the NFL. Yep. No. It's just not. Uh, I tell you what, we kind of transition to the NFL. We can do some NFL hot takes here. Uh, top five quarterbacks. Tell me if you like this. My top five quarterback tier, not necessarily in this order. Mahomes, Breeze, Brady, Rodgers, and Luck. You sleeping on my man, Philip Rivers? I have him in the second tier. Where would you put him in the second tier? I don't, I'm not ready to order him yet, but I have six through ten, no particular order. Ben, Wilson, Cam, Rivers, and Deshaun Watson. Mm, you're sleeping on my man, Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's I, number 11. <laughs> okay, I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, I could go with that. You guys, I, I haven't the, seen enough yet. Like Baker Mayfield, I just don't have a big enough sample size. Well, then to put what about what about Carson Wentz? Not enough to put him in the top ten for me. Okay, well, so it, my biggest problem with that list you had right there. Yeah. Only problem is I don't know if I'd still put Rodgers in tier one. Really, six nine and one man. <laughs> I know, but come on, they didn't build a lot around him. They didn't, but I mean, neither did Russell Wilson. Had nothing last year. At, uh, he had a he much had, better he had head Tyler. coach, though. He had, he had a, he had significantly a, better head coach. He had a great mm-hmm. head coach, but to say, oh, he had Tyler. He had Devontae. <laughs> Rogers had Devontae Adams. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And Jimmy Graham. The Jimmy uh, Graham. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham is a guy that Russell. He's not Wil- that good anymore. Well, Russell yeah. Wilson. Just a year before he went to Green Bay, he led the NFC in touchdown receptions with Russell Wilson. Well, he needs to go back to the Saints. <laughs> he can get a thousand <laughs> yards. Now he now he goes now he goes to the Packers and they're just like, yeah he I mean he just wasn't that good. No, it's like the quarterback in, in most times, unless you're an extraordinarily good receiver like Gronkowski, like Antonio Brown, like DeAndre Hopkins. Ninety percent of the time, the quarterback makes the receiver, not the other way around. You see that with Brady and a lot of his receivers. Yeah. Him and Julian Edelman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think Julian Edelman would be a legit wide receiving threat anywhere else? I don't know. I think he would. Really? With Mahomes? Oh, yeah. Well, with another good quarterback, yes. With Aaron Rodgers, yeah. You put him with one of those top five quarterbacks, I think he would. But, yeah, I know he was hurt, but I just haven't seen enough from him to still... 
consider him a top five quarterback. I'd say he's the most talented quarterback in the league still, but is he healthy enough to maintain top five status? I don't know. Breaking news, there's a mob outside and they want your head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had my fair share. You saw my Monday Minute on Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just released one on Matt Stafford. I think he's Oh, that could be a fun one. Yeah, I just released it if you want to check it out. But Okay, then here's one. NFC North quarterbacks is Kirk Cousins, no. the worst quarterback talented-wise, okay, yes. in the NFC North. Yes. I think there's no, a actually, legitimate well, case. Okay, no, in terms of talent, I'd say he's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Because Mitchell Trubisky is such an offensively gifted coach, he's going to be able to expand, Matt Nagy's going to be able to expand that talent as far as it goes. Okay. Whereas Kirk Cousins is still going to struggle with Mike Zimmer. I could agree with that. I, honestly, I think Zimmer's the best head coach in the NFC North. But like you said, he's a defensive coach. Defensive. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to be able to extend, expand Kirk Cousins' value. I like that. And I've, given, I've given my fair share of criticism to Kirk Cousins. I still think he's serviceable. But he is. worth a fully guaranteed contract? No. But do you think you could put Matt Stafford in the Vikings lineup right now and they'd be better? Yes. Yeah. You know, right. over the last five years, Matt Stafford leads all NFC North quarterbacks and wins. I mean, Mitchell. Mitch, just, he just had, he had weapons. He had mm-hmm. Webb. He had Taylor Gabriel, uh, Tariq Cohen. He yep. had Jordan Howard. Allen Robinson. And I know exactly. Allen Robinson was oh, yeah. hurt, was hurt mm-hmm. but uh, he's going to be better this year. I think Allen Robinson is going to break out this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mitch, he, he's good with his legs. He's in the north, best with his legs. Definitely. Do you think definitely. the loss of Jordan Howard is going to hurt them a lot? It'll hurt a little bit. I don't know how much. I think Mike Davis and David Montgomery are going to flow in pretty well, pretty pretty quick. Yeah, Tariq will still be the the Darren Sproles of the offense, you know, same. But they're going to have to find their solid number one back that they could go to. I like that Darren Sproles comparison. I like that. Oh, yeah. I miss Darren Sproles. He's back for one more year. Signed a one-year contract with Philadelphia Eagles. He's not getting enough. I miss the mid-2000s Darren Sproles. (laughs) Uh, Oh, when he was with the Saints. When he was with the Saints, with the Chargers. Okay, there we go. I like that guy, that that version of Darren Sproles. You know a guy I miss a lot? Who? Danny Woodhead. Yes. Mm, Danny yeah. Woodhead on the charges, he was great. Yeah. Rex Burkhead, yeah, yeah, those guys, those guys. Mm. Uh, last one. While we're still on the subject, before we got to take a commercial break, we talked about is this a make or break year for Jameis Winston with Bruce Arians? Well, the Vikings just brought in Gary Kubiak as an offensive analyst, which means Kirk Cousins could very well take a step forward. If he doesn't, is that it for him? As far as any kind of advancement in his career. Well, people forget that Kirk Cousins was best with Kyle Shanahan, one of the most renowned, widely accepted as one of the best offensive minds in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So anybody else who's going to take him just isn't going to put him to that same level that he was at in Washington, in my opinion. So the expectation is going to be there for him to return to his form in Washington, but I don't think he's going to, and I think that's going to hurt them a lot. See, I don't know that there is an expectation for Cousins right now. Really? I think he's flying under the radar, there, yeah, and I he's agree. going to have a step he was forward. Still, he was still top five in the National Football League in passing yards. Well, because Last he's got year, Adam so Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, but I still think that that warrants a lot of expectation. I think the expectation's more on the wideouts that he has to work with rather than his ability. But you put Gary Kubiak in there to coach that offense, and I think there's a step forward that he could very well take that a lot of people aren't expecting this year. I, I don't know, man. Who, I, st- I mean, no. I mean, I, if you look at the um, offensive mind of Kyle Shanahan and Gary Kubiak, I always take Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan's exactly. are great, especially when they had um, RG3 when he was on the Redskins. Shanahan's are great. With, um, he does well with his tools. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I don't know if that's going to work 
too well with Kirk Cousins because he doesn't his mechanics. Like you got to think about exactly what he brings to the table, and he has great receivers, and he has a great tight end as well, mm-hmm. a good running back, Dalvin Cook, when he's not injured. <laughs> right, when he's not injured. But if you think about it, same thing when he was in um, Washington, he had some talent around him with Crowder. Um, I forgot his running back when when Pierre Al- Garcon, right? Pierre Garcon. He did have Pierre Garcon. Garcon yep. Uh, he had Alfred Morris when he was um, in the top. When he was in the top, yeah. now he's on the Cowboys. But how much? But how much of those players' success can be attributed to once again Kyle Shanahan? Because Pierre Garcon never amounted to much with the 49ers. Jameson Crowder, as soon as Kyle Shanahan left, vanished off the map. Je- he's on the Jets now. Yeah, but he's still like, I didn't know that. <laughs> the oh, fact okay. that I didn't Fair. know that just shows he's not worthy of following at right. this point in his career. And Alfred Morris, he's had moments with the Cowboys but never really lived up to what he was. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll agree with you in the sense that if I had my pick right now where I know they are in their careers, I would pick Shanahan over Kubiak. But I don't think there's a huge gap between those two. I mean, Kubiak's been to four Super Bowls. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he I is that. a good coach. I would still take Shanahan where they are right now. But Kubiak is an offensive master, and he is in a perfect position for Minnesota. I do think they're going to win that division this year. Hmm. I do. Hmm. I have them coming. I have them coming third. I'm, I've been running. A really? Lot, I've been running a lot of simulations lately, and it's based on like my on form. Madden. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Just, just a simulation that I run every year, uh, but that I built a couple of years ago, and uh, it's based on my. My predictions, my first impressions of teams, and my impression of Minnesota after going eight, seven, and one is still pretty low. Okay. So that might have something to do with it, but they just can. I think they won that division in my simulations like fifteen percent of the time. Mm. Not nearly as high as Chicago. Not nearly Chicago as high as Green Bay, and even uh, okay, Detroit didn't win it as much as Minnesota, <laughs> but. Uh, Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our last time out. We got some more of this next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. If you missed any part of the show today, you can check it out on demand with our app. You can get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just look up ESPN UP. Doesn't cost you a thing. Plenty of content there. You can hear this show live or on demand. You can hear anything ESPN Radio has to offer, including the Brewers and Pirates this evening. 7.30 first pitch on ESPN UP. I tell you what, we've been talking about football. We've been talking about the upcoming NFL season. I gave you a list of my top five NFL quarterbacks for this season. I did this yesterday. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. I gave my list of the top five NFL head coaches, the top tier, and I did order these. Number one is Bilicek. Number two... I could have gone either way. I'm going to go with Sean McVay slightly ahead of Andy Reid because of where they are in their career. I think McVay's a long-term investment. Reid is coming to the end of his career. Uh, number four, I have Pete Carroll. And five, Sean Payton. I'd put Pete Carroll ahead of Andy Reid. Would you? Andy Reid hasn't won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. I say Andy Reid because he has had a longer NFL career, and he's been... I don't want to say more successful because you're right. He hasn't won the Super Bowl like Pete Carroll has. But in terms of win, he has been wins. And he's yeah, always it, been more can, competitive. You can be a great regular season quarterback, but if you can't win the big game, that's going to come back to haunt you. People were saying that about Peyton Manning. And that's why people, despite Peyton Manning having way more wins in the same amount of years as Tom Brady, people, nobody would, or at least I don't put Brady uh, anywhere close to Manning anymore. I put Brady way ahead of him. Because he just didn't have the same playoffs. I can see your point. 
What, what do you think, Tyree? That, that list is wild. <laughs> that list well, is well, wild. Let me, let me guess. Because Sean Payton's all the way down at five? Higher? How's he five? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, all right, all right. I, I can't be Stephen A, but I, 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 might put, I, might, I might put Sean Payton above Andy Reid, too, for the same reason. Okay. Sean Payton is two. He is the number so. two. You think he's right behind Belichick? He's behind, he's, he is definitely better than Sean McVay. Sean Mc, do you re- the reason the Rams were good is look at their offense. They signed one year deals. The they're reason, they are literally LA. If, 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 if the reason they were good was because of their offense, they had that same offense two years ago under Jeff Fisher and went eight and eight. But okay, and how how good was Jared Goff that year? He wasn't good. Exactly. But then Sean McVay came in and made him good. But then think about it. They signed Clay Matthew one year or one year. Um, who else did they get? Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle, like one or two years. And they are trying too. to win now. So think about the offense that he has. They had Brandon Cooks. They had Robert Woods. They had Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown, and then they got C.J. Anderson. And Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper exactly. Cup. And Andrew Whitfield hold, holding that line together. And you think Sean McVay is a better coach well, than Sean Payton? Well, who did he lose to? The number one coach, Bill Belichick. Really, it wasn't even Sean McVay. It was Wade Phillips and, and Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> really, Sean McVay wasn't relevant that game. But the point is, Sean Payton does so much more. with the- Like lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Oh do man! I, have I to wish go I could. The interception? Do I have to talk? I'm um, not the interception. The no, interference no, no, no. pass. Hey, hey! Three words, man. Get over it. Oh, I wish the listeners could have seen both your guys' faces the last three minutes. <laughs> that is, get over it. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I saw it. Yeah, and, and no, it definitely should have been called. But like, there's there have been so many. The, if we could go back and change every every missed call and whatever, we could change baseball to. It's just part of the game, man. I wrote an article on this. I was like, there was nothing. Uh, the article is called "There Was Nothing Unfair About the Championship Weekend." It was more focused on the overtime rules between the Patriots and Chiefs, but the same thing. It's like it's a slippery slope. Once we say, "Let's go back and change that because they missed a call," that just leads to so many other things. On, in fact, there's a really great quote I've heard that says, "There's holding on every single play. It's just a matter of how true. obvious it is." That, that gets that's caught. True. So if you, we really want to go and be like, oh, well, you know, Teron Armstead held Aaron Donald at some point and would have led to a sack, but instead it was a first down. So are we going to change that? If, if I was to push you, and then you push me first, and then we're looking at him right now, and then he only blames you, tell me that's not fair. No, it, it isn't fair. But at the same time, if I did the same thing to you, and he also didn't call it, if we did it like 25 times, just you and me pushing, and he called it once... That's fair, I but, think. But there was not an interference call that happened like that 25 times. No, there wasn't. <laughs> so there you go. My point's been made. All right, there we go. Sean Payton second. If I did have to make a second tier, 6 through 10 for NFL head coaches, I don't know what order I'd put him in, but I'd have Frank Reich up there. Yeah. Doug Peterson. Dan Quinn I'd probably put up there. Mike Zimmer. I don't know who else I'd put in that top 10. You know, think? I think an underrated coach is Sean McDermott. For the Buffalo Bills. Okay. He has probably the worst roster in terms of talent-wise. He, he probably and does. still, he brought them to the playoffs two years ago. I'm not ready to say that he's up there totally yet, but I see where you're going with it. I mean, he he very well could be. I just need to see a little also, more from him. Also, John Harbaugh, dude. Okay. John All right, Harbaugh's yeah. yeah, that's right. I like that one. Where's Anthony Lynn? Anthony Lynn's a good coach, Where's too. Anthony he Lynn is a good coach, but yeah. I need to see a little bit more from him. He's kind of like Baker Mayfield on my quarterback list. Like, he looked really good for a season, but I need a little bit bigger sample size. Uh, but he, he kind of proved himself, if he wins besides the, div- the championship. If he wins the division this year, would you put him up there? Definitely top ten. Okay. I would okay. say so. 
Okay. I think they're going to win the division this year. Think so? Yeah. Okay. Full year of film on on Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna he's gonna take a he's gonna take a step back. No Kareem Hunt. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. Do you think they, they need Melvin Gordon to win the division? And no D Ford. No, I don't think so because okay. Austin Eckler is legit, man. Yep. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. We were yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. that the Chargers with Melvin Gordon probably have the best running back core in the league. Mm-hmm. So even without Melvin Gordon, it's still a very solid running back. Like they court. can go three deep at the running back yeah. position. Mm-hmm. Justin Jackson is legit too. That those two games where Eckler and Gordon were out, he he was a stud. But you see, I also also said the Browns might be might have a better um, backfield than them because they have Kareem. Now they have Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, yep. Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. That is a stable of running backs. It's right a pretty there. good group. I would rather have Nick Chubb than Eckler. Yeah, and I would rather I have Duke Gordon, Johnson. I think Melvin Gordon's better than both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah, there's Gordon. an argument to be made there. Yeah, Melvin I, well, Gordon hasn't well, had a thousand. My, yards, my problem is that a lot of people say, "Oh, Kareem Hunt's better than Melvin Gordon." Okay. But my my problem with that is that Andy Reid always makes r- incredible running backs. Every single year that Andy Reid has been the coach in Kansas City, except one, I can't remember which year it was, but one of the running backs has finished top ten in fantasy, which means that their running backs always put up stats. The fact is that even when Kareem Hunt was out last year, Damian Williams was legit. Charkandrick West had 1,100 yards that one year without Jamal Charles and before Kareem Hunt. So he was legit. Spencer Ware was legit. Every single running back that's come by there has been legit. But wow. now that he's out of Andy Reid's system, is he still going to be legit? I don't, I, I don't think so. I mean, you, yeah, you can make that argument. Yeah. Jamal, Jamal Charles was there before Andy Reid, though. So, I mean, also. No, yeah, he was, he was good either way. But as okay. soon as he left Andy Reid's system, all of a sudden, nobody He did won. fall off. He did fall off. Okay. I tell you what, is there a bigger sleeper in fantasy football this year than Damian Williams? That guy's going to be an absolute steal for whoever gets him. I don't him. think he's even – he is, yeah. Mm. He needs to be drafted in the top ten of running backs because he's guaranteed to be a top ten running back. But he won't be by a lot of people because they don't know him. No, uh, he's he's a third-round pick for me. Easy. Mm. Easy. I think okay. he'd be a steal at the third round, too. Oh, he would be, absolutely. And he's in my fantasy league this year, Tyler. Now, now, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, now I have to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're making me do it ABC now, so I so, got to. I'm trying to keep my rankings like by the by. The bye, but by the bye, okay. So you're going to be secretive about it. I'm trying to be, but at the same time, I like talking about so it. So you're not going to give me your top five running back list like we've been doing quarterbacks like at Coach? I mean, yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to I mean, be for fantasy. Talking, yeah, okay. Yeah, just basic top, top five running back, we can do that. All right, go ahead. I'll let you go first. I played <laughs> running back in college, so I, my yeah, list... you're our expert on Well, this. okay, so are we talking just strictly running back, or are we talking all around, like, receiving and blocking as well? If that were the case, Christian McCaffrey's probably number yeah, one. That's what I was saying! Like, if you're in fantasy, Christian McCaffrey's oh, the guy you want. That's what I was saying! But I'm still going to pick Saquon before Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara! There, yeah, okay, I can't argue with that. There I problem, can't argue with that, but o- I still would pick him third behind those two. The only problem is we don't know how he's going to handle every down back role. He had uh, over 780 yeah, but it, rushing yards. It's a lot of difference when you have to. I, it's like, okay, we can either stop Alvin Kamara or we could stop one of the greatest wide receiver quarterback duos in the game today. Which one are you going to take? I think, okay. I, Where, I, whereas, you, you, it's like, all right, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, let's say they're on an equal playing field. Okay. Okay. okay? So. If the same defense is going up against both those teams, they have the choice to stop Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore. Or they have the choice to stop Alvin Kamara or Michael Michael Thomas. They're going to have a lot more respect for that pass game uh, than they are going to have 
to DJ Moore. So they're going to stack that box against Christian McCaffrey, try to stop him, because he's their, he's their playmaker. He's their X factor. I see what both of you are saying to Tyree's point. If you were going strictly as a runner, who's a better running back? Kamara is a better runner, but if you're trying to get the most points in fantasy, McCaffrey's probably your guy yeah. because he can catch the ball. Yeah. In a PPR league, he's a dream come true. Yeah. But even still, and it's the same thing with Saquon. It's like I'd still pick Saquon a little bit ahead of Christian McCaffrey because there's nobody else on New York. Especially those first four weeks when they're without a receiver. Yeah, no Golden Tate. Yeah, Coleman's hurt. Only thing they have is Evan Ingram. Yep. And even he had a down season last year. Uh, he, was, he was decent. He was decent. I mean, okay, yeah, but he also, but Saquon also had over twelve hundred rushing yards. I mean, he didn't have, and he didn't. His attempts was high, but not that high. Mm-hmm. So I need you. If you want to talk about pure running backs, or okay, well, the game today, I can't just say pure running back because the game today has changed so significantly. So all around, number one, Zeke. Two, right now, Saquon. Three. Can put Kamara here. Hmm, he wants to. I really you want see to because we can see it in your eyes. I really want to, but to be honest, I'm going to go with David Johnson. Okay. I like I like David Johnson. Right. Four Alvin Kamara, and then five. You're not even really, going to put CMC in your five. I don't know, man. You've I, got Melvin. You've got CMC. No. Do you dare touch Todd? I'm not touching Todd Gurley I'm, in my no, fantasy I'm draft not, this yeah. year. I'm staying away. I'll give Todd what Gurley about, five just because of the just because. I don't want to put Le'Veon anywhere because I haven't seen him for a year. Yeah, I'm okay. just going to leave him out. I'm okay. going to leave him out. But I will put Todd Gurley at five just because of how uh, how far he fell off towards the end of the season. Yes, yeah, C.J. Anderson came in, had a rut, like a, over 120 rushing yards each game, but also because Todd was hurt. But Todd also had a lot of attempts. He had a lot of receptions. He also had a lot of attempts. So I don't want to say that he's the best, but he gets the numbers like a lot of these players do because they're on teams where there's not nobody else really. So they get the chance to get these numbers. So who do you think is a bigger like risk in fantasy this year? Antonio Brown on the new team or Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley. Or, or Le'Veon Bell? I think it's Gurley. Still think it's Gurley? I, I think Le'Veon's going to get his touches in New York. Mm-hmm. He may not be efficient, but it will lead to yards because they are going to run him into the ground. And Derek Carr is a serviceable quarterback. He'll figure out ways to get the ball in his hands. Okay. Derek Carr's a good quarterback, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, he he was he was at a, he had an MVP season before, like two two years ago or whatever. Yeah, he did the same thing with Carson Wentz, where if he didn't get hurt, he probably would have been up there for MVP at least. Exactly. So I don't I don't doubt Derek Carr and Antonio's Brown chemistry. I think if we watch Hard Knocks, if we keep watching Hard Knocks, I think we're gonna see how that chemistry develops. But yeah, I think it'll be good. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, with that. We're out of time. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hofling, and Tyree Smith in studio with you. The two co-sports directors at ABC10. What do you guys have going on this week? Are you doing a Monday Minute now? No, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a let Michael have, it, have his fun with that one. They're a lot of work. So, yeah. I'm going to figure out a little something, a little pizzazz, and then Cut. we're going to see on ABC10 very yeah. soon. We're going to start doing those uh, football previews next week. Yep. That's when practices start. So mm-hmm. Westwood, Ishpeming, Marquette, we got some stuff lined up there. And then, of course, we're going to try, or at least my plan is to test the real-life skills of the NMU football players. Because they're good at football. We know Mm -hmm. they're good at football. But how good are they at folding laundry and stuff? (laughs) I was going to lace up some cleats again (laughs) and get on the NMU football field. That might be a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you get out there and play a little quarterback. Never know. I tell you what, I appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Turn over to ESPN The Ocho, lawnmower racing, getting going now. Thanks for tuning in. We're back on tomorrow.